0: Confidence is the belief that you can handle whatever is thrown at you or know how to get the support you'll need in order to do so. I love that because it puts the onus back on the workplace. Welcome to Power Up, the podcast that uncovers the unique challenges women leaders face today. Join your hosts, Nat and Kristen, as we dive into the tough topics and provide actionable insights you can apply right now. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Hello and
1: welcome to an episode that we're feeling particularly confident about because today we're actually talking about confidence and the difference between how we perceive or the importance we place on confidence and how we perceive ourselves to be confident or otherwise and what actually goes into being confident. So it's sort of, in my opinion, a symptom rather than a cause. Yeah. How do you feel? Well,
0: (laughs) I feel like I can't wrap my head around the symptom cause thing, but that's just because I'm feeling a bit slow. (laughs) (laughs) But, but it is a loaded term and there's so much wrapped up in this term. So we're going to unpack confidence. I say
1: symptom, not a cause, because I think we often talk about confidence as the thing to address, where it's just a symptom that comes out of a whole bunch of underlying causes. So thank you for, as, like with anything, you don't you want to address explaining. the symptom. You want to address
0: the cause. Got and yeah.
1: that's what we're hoping to do today.
0: Yeah, I'm I got you. There is a study that was put out by Encompass Equality that asked women about uh, a bunch of things about their careers. And 80% of women uh, cite that they lacked confidence when it came to speaking up at work and in their careers. So then you go Ah, we at PowerSuit just have to fix confidence when in fact we're going to chat about all of the causes to having someone lose confidence or not feel
1: confident which I think we in the world have this idea of what we often talk about three emotions you're happy sad angry confident is a whole range of emotions and actually in a lot of times it's actually very healthy to not feel super confident because it means you're out of your comfort zone that's not a reason to not do something so I think today that's what we're trying to address is all the different nuances of confidence and why it's a deeply gendered thing?
0: Yeah, gendered and uh, absolutely, and and weaponized. We'll chat about that. What's interesting, you it came to mind when you were chatting that we you, we throw these terms around. And two things on that. One is that we had someone that. Really loved our second podcast on imposter syndrome. I think it was podcast number two episode ever. And they loved it because we really challenged everyone just owning that term and that anytime you had wobbles or felt maybe a little bit scared or you had these feelings they associated with it. Oh, I've got imposter syndrome. I'm the problem. And so we really challenged that. And this is kind of the same thing. And I was listening to radio the other day and some sort of psychotherapist or whatever was on the radio and they were chatting about how teens nowadays and and millennials and and young people have really normalized some very serious terms. And it's not great Mm. For example, triggered. They've actually taken these medically quite serious terms that can be treated, and normalize them and use them in everyday language, so that everyone is having a mental health crisis when, in fact that's not the case when you are feeling nervous about something all of a sudden people are like I've got anxiety or I'm triggered by that and those are serious medical terms and in a way this is kind of the same thing
1: yeah I agree and I think like with everything we've put one big broad label big broad brushstrokes to cover off a whole range of things and I mean if I look at my life and one of the underlying principles I think of power suit when we talk about growth mindset is the idea we are not one thing or another thing and confidence is yet another example of you If you are a very good walker, runner, cook, childminder, whatever it is, you feel extremely confident doing that. As soon as you put yourself in a situation where you're not as comfortable, you're going to feel less confident. That doesn't make you an unconfident person. That doesn't make the confidence or lack thereof a thing that should stop you doing something or that is a bigger deal or imposter syndrome or anything. It is just that you are reacting in a very normal way to putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation.
0: Absolutely. And anyone who has tried something new and or has watched a child try something new, you know, climbing to the top of the slide. Uh, oh, do you want to try this thing? There's a sense of uncertainty. You can see it in their faces. And it's all about, go on, you got this. And it's this concept of overcoming well, fear, really fear of the unknown, fear of failure, overcoming it. And we can we can see it in children. And yeah, it's so funny that for some of us, we flex that muscle so much that we can become more comfortable launching ourselves down that slide. Mm. Uh, but for others, we don't. And that will become down to a variety of personality factors, how we were raised. And yeah, it's just, it's so interesting. And it doesn't have to be a big thing to like all
1: of these things can be really You sort of learn to trust your gut and go, oh, this situation feels something. Yeah. And it might be really small things. So, yeah, if you're talking to someone who's a hardcore mountain climber, their discomfort zone is very different from someone like mine who would not do that, but is getting more confident standing up on a stage in front of people, which a lot of people wouldn't do again not innate it's just something you practice and you find your own and you push your comfort level out and your confidence out
0: and it turns out that some people don't experience fear at all i don't know if you've watched any (laughs) of the free solo or some of this incredible mountain climbing yes Oh my goodness! On Netflix, there's a couple couple out right now. I can't race to the race peaks or pe- race to the peaks or something like that is the latest one that's out here in New Zealand. And there are all these guys that are racing up mountain peaks, climbing up, scaling walls <laughs> and ice and and rock without Anything. any safety equipment. But then whatsoever. I guarantee
1: you, put them in a different situation. Maybe you give them a brand new baby. Probably and public, completely speaking. Completely public speaking. Public <laughs> speaking. Everyone's got their own things and I think maybe that's a great starting point for this is let's just recognize that everyone feels a lack of confidence at various points in their lives and feeling that lack of confidence isn't a good reason to stop and it doesn't need to be a big deal. Yes. Like you can get
0: through it. But let's chat how it has been actually weaponized that word in itself. It's very gendered and weaponized towards women. And one thing that comes up is we're constantly told to be confident in the workplace. Mm. Always. There's a sense of have executive presence. We're given feedback on not having it. Uh, We are told to be heard, to take up space, to lean in all of this language that is telling women to do and be something in the workplace which actually we love women that take up space and raise their voice but it is really around this word of confidence and what we perceive as a as a society as symbols of those like signals of confidence i should say so things like big low voice and leaning forward and taking up space in a meeting and all of these things right we're we're told to actually be confident yet when we are what are we called
1: well I mean you I I think it's interesting because there's two parts to it there's that you get called assertive or bossy if you if you portray those same stereotypical traits however I know a bunch of people who have been told they're not confident enough when their confidence is just displayed very differently so so you've got the one side of you try and conform to what you're told to look like and then you're told and that doesn't in a very biased world doesn't come across in the same way as if a male colleague behaves in that way so you can't win that way or you represent your confidence in a different way and the example immediately springs to mind that I've mentioned before is a woman I know who got told she lacked confidence in a job interview because she was collaborative and she just said I actually 100% back myself but you saw my lack of dictating what needed to be done as a lack of confidence. And it's not. It's actually just a totally different style. So yeah. I think that weaponization is when people say confident, what they mean is I want you to be more, tell us your opinion more or bark orders more or stand up and lean over people more, or whatever the vision yeah. they have in their head of what confidence looks like. Yeah. And if you don't act like that. They're going to accuse you of either not having it or being towards the negative, you know, the negative side effects of being overly confident.
0: Well, and that's right. And we can't win, can we? But I, I was chatting with someone last week in a coaching session who was given specific feedback on needing to be more confident. And what it came down to is she's an extreme introvert. And I there is a book out there that is... I think it's like how to live in a noisy world. It's something about introverts. I am not one, so I didn't go get a book. But it was all the <laughs> the book. But it was all the rage a couple of years ago. And I just thought, oh, that's so interesting. We did her strengths, which we've done a great three three podcast series on strengths and why you should know yours. And the and she had things that came up that was thinker and analyst, hugely valuable strengths combined with being a bit of an introvert. She and those strengths, she needs time to process. Therefore, some of her thoughts and opinions might not come out in a meeting. She's reflecting and she just needs a little bit more time. So it was so interesting that in the way the signals of a confident person should be and behavior should be in a meeting, she wasn't uh, exhibiting those behaviors and therefore got this label at work and was even given that as feedback and possibly even, I mean... Could you say maybe punished one day as, oh, they're not ready to be a leader? Mm. I, I'm not. It almost just felt like a pathway of going, you need to fix this. And I said, oh, no, we you just need to raise the consciousness around the strengths that you have and that they're incredibly valuable, just as valuable as someone that might display different traits. Uh, but you are an introvert, and this is all that you need. And you just have to learn to communicate those things in a workplace setting.
1: Yeah. And I'm just going to go back a bit because you said the way you should portray confidence. And we're saying that with quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> there is no should portray confidence. It's just that we often only see one style. And that's the case with a lot of the stuff at work, which exactly is exactly why power suit exists. Because yeah. We've got these narrow definitions of all this stuff. The second part that I feel that's weaponized with confidence for us is the label confidence makes us the problem. Like women aren't confident enough. Mm. And exactly that example in the example I gave, whereas it's like, what? No, we are confident, but labeling us is not confident enough rather than we are probably more likely to be put in situations where we are out of our depth or have our, uh, faced with different challenges which therefore might make us fumble a bit more we're not the problem with it and i saw this article this morning that was a research study that they interviewed 900 women i think it was and i will read out to you the top 10 characteristics that women say are used against them in the workforce accent age attractiveness body size class color communication style cultural identity, dietary restrictions, and education. If you actually, I think most of us can probably look at that in our lives and go, we're dealing with these biases that attack us from all of these different elements of our lives, of course we're going to feel, feel the impacts of lack of confidence because we have to, we're being challenged a lot more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It could be anything from have you had an idea that has been dismissed in a meeting or via an email chain? I think, Nat, I saw you post something on Instagram the other day where uh, someone was overhearing a conversation where the woman on the phone call, which clearly was a (laughs) meeting, said, or we could just go with the first solution that I suggested, which can be such a frustrating place to be, (laughs) to microaggressions in the workplace where we're interrupted or some mansplaining could be going on. That is so scary that all of the list that you read out had actually nothing to do with our capabilities and our abilities in the workforce. And that
1: was just the top 10 out of 30 traits that we were. (laughs) So I think, yeah, no, it's it's a very interesting area. I find this confidence thing, the more we talk about it, the more you kind of get frustrated and angry about it. And I actually think maybe it's a challenge for the power suit community to stop labeling ourselves as not confident and actually start to think, yeah, we'll get to that later, I, I presume. But like. It's just something that you start to get really frustrated about. Don't put me in a situation where I'm constantly having bigger challenges and then tell me I'm not confident like, yeah. or that I don't meet your old expectation of what a confident person looks like and think that I'm the problem rather than you might need to update your ideas of what confidence looks like.
0: And it's a fact that our self-beliefs and confidence can actually be eroded by all of these external yes. factors. So I think there's also... A bit of reflection that can actually hopefully we instigate and inspire people just to reflect a little bit on where that comes from. Again, we'll get to actions in a little bit, but I loved that I read this uh, Harvard Business Review article and they were just saying, let's put a, a moratorium on giving feedback as it relates to confidence. Let's just stop because we know that workplaces right now still have a little bit of a ways to go as it relates to inclusiveness and bias. And so if we just Press hold on that feedback because the study in particular, they studied 30 males and 36 female senior leaders. And almost all of the women attributed obstacles in their career to their lack of confidence. They actually probably put that as, oh, I'm just not, you know, there yet or I'm not ready yet or whatever. This this was in the study. In stark contrast, the men didn't mention confidence as a factor relevant to their own careers. But when asked about their colleagues who were women, they pointed to confidence. And again, it was this weaponized version where they said, oh, that person should just be a little back herself and like put up her hand and raise her voice. Equally, isn't it interesting that that one is really assertive and feels like she has to act like an alpha male (laughs) in order to get her (laughs) way in the workplace. So it's like you cannot win. So let's just press pause On using that term in the workplace give us time to rebuild as workplaces can navigate and look inwardly and say do we have a culture that is fostering confidence in an equitable equitable way
1: i love it because i also think confidence like we started at the top is such an umbrella label if you were giving someone feedback that they are lacking in confidence you are giving them that feedback because you've got quite a few examples in your head of where you expected them to behave differently. I presume you have a few examples, otherwise what are you doing giving them that feedback anyway? So if you actually, before giving that feedback, or if you yourself feel that lack of confidence actually reflect on those examples, because I so agree, there's a there's always a correlation between lack of confidence and self-awareness, because you're right, if I delivered a piece of work and someone told me it wasn't good, or I had an idea and someone undermined that idea, as a self-aware person i would reflect and go there might be something wrong with what i did maybe i need to improve on this maybe i need to change that lack of self-awareness would be like i don't know they're an idiot and move on and when you actually think about confidence like that you're like well <laughs> i i don't think it's that big a deal <laughs> like yeah. it's actually about not internalizing the things that the feedback we get and and actually being really clear with that feedback on what specifically was the thing that you were challenged with that day.
0: Yeah. And at the same time, leaders should be looking around the workplace and some really big cues that can knock women's confidence is, is there representation in this organization? Fair to say that a woman might feel slightly uncertain about putting her hand up when there is literally no females above her. They either haven't succeeded or they're not invited to the table so that's a scenario where you go what does you know what does this look like in in terms of diversity in our organization uh, what is my perception of femininity and what a woman should act like and politeness and style of leadership that is celebrated what it what's the thing where you say you do not say like what's exhibited? Oh, I can't think of the word.
1: Um, show don't tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: What is the leadership style that is being shown throughout the workplace? Yeah, that is shown as what a leader looks like. And is it servant style, which and or empathetic, which women tend to be exceptional at, or is it your traditional autocratic, charismatic, confident? I put you know in um whatever <laughs> in <my laughs> quotation f- marks. quotation marks in my <laughs> fingers. So it's worthwhile actually while you're delivering feedback or if you're about to on that or labing, labeling yourself, again, be really challenged with looking around your workplace to identify some of the factors that are proven to knock back self-belief in women.
1: Yeah. And I think even if you are an incredible ally and you've put the work into recognizing that most of these gendered issues are far, far more complicated than what they seem on the surface. It, even if you're in an organization that has great diversity, you cannot discount the baggage that comes with living in a world that is still deeply gendered. And I remember back at Hatch Days, remember when the conversation came up about equal pay? And there are a very loud minority who took up a lot of airspace explaining to us that there was no such thing as a gender pay gap. Mm. And all of that sort of stuff is very impactful when you grow up in a world that subtly and unsubtly, like we talk Women in sports. It was the first time I turned on the TV this weekend and saw an ad for women's sports. I've literally never in my life seen on normal TV in New Zealand an ad for women's sports. And then if you look at movies, they're doing a lot of analysis now on women hold 20% or something of speaking parts. Like we are getting messages sent to us our entire lives telling us that we are not good enough or that we don't belong. And so even if you operate in a workplace where you feel like you're doing everything right, don't discount that we are living in a much bigger world than that and we are getting other messages that constantly contradict that all the time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Companies have to do the hard work of making structural and policy changes to allow everybody in their workplace to introverts, women, other minorities to feel valued and supported. And I like this quote, confidence is the belief that you can handle whatever is thrown at you or know how to get the support you'll need in order to do so. I love that because it puts the onus back on the workplace to go, where is the support coming from? And how are you setting women up to succeed? And we are really encouraging women to ask for that, to ask to be set up to succeed.
1: I love that because you're basically turning confidence around. And if you have a bunch of women in your organization who aren't confident, then that's on you because you haven't set them up to succeed. And that they are responding very logically to an environment that you've placed them in. I Mm. really like that turning it around. I also like that quote because what it's actually articulating, in my opinion, is competence, not confidence. And I think we mix the two up and it blows my mind and maybe this is one of those biased things that why is a workplace after a bunch of competent a uh, confident people we should be after competent people yeah. and like part of the issues with the world and I've been here before I've been in job interviews where I've interviewed people and just come away being like they were spectacular they were articulate they backed themselves. And you do a little digging and you're like, they don't know what they're doing. They're just really confident. Yeah. I don't want them working in my organization. I want someone who comes in and can actually nut out a problem and work with other people. And they may not present themselves in the same way because they haven't spent their time working on how to sell themselves. They've spent their time working on how to do great stuff. Yeah. And so organizations really do shoot themselves in the foot and people shoot themselves in the foot when we are looking for confidence and not competence.
0: Yeah, I love that. And then and such a great measure of your workplace health. The next time you're putting out a role or asking someone to speak at a meeting, just take note of who's doing it. And what a perfect way to actually measure the health of your company. If you're putting out a role and you're noticing that none of the extremely qualified women in the organization are going for that role, it is nothing to do with those women. It is 100%. What culture are you fostering at your organization to support them.
1: So true, they've Mm. picked up on all the spoken and unspoken cues. And decided it is not a good idea for them to apply. And we can put that down under the label of lack of confidence. But I think if we take anything from today, it's probably not. It's probably just a logical response to an environment that is not supportive of them.
0: Absolutely. So
1: on that front, let's say action one is to... Well, I feel like we've given two actions so far. First one is to let's try and remove confidence from feedback. for At least for a while until we can get better at it. And maybe replace that with a tangible example of how you'd like someone to behave differently and we did post this on instagram as well this morning but do the flip check before giving the feedback of wanting someone to do something differently check to make sure you'd give the same feedback to a man and a woman before you give that feedback but do that that's step one remove confidence and give actual examples what was the second one we just got (laughs) over Was the second one, check
0: your workplace culture? Check
1: your workplace culture. You do that
0: one. <laughs> and then we'll go yeah. on to
1: the next thing. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> check
0: check your workplace culture. So what, what is in place to set the people up for success? So that's action number two, is to actually just take a minute to do that. Um, And and
1: that could be in a meeting or a job, a job promotion opportunity. You could see those examples all day, every day. Who's putting their hand up? Who's saying the most? If it's not an equal mix, then you've probably got something you need to fix.
0: Yes. And one I snuck in at the top of this podcast was, which I'm going to sneak in as number three before we move on, is action number three is to be kind to yourself and understand that we've had labels thrown at us. We are too much of this or not enough of this. Just be kind at your current state. You might actually have really knocked back self-belief because of a number of things. So I would just say, be kind. And we did actually self-limiting beliefs. I think it was an article but we really invited people to spend some time in reflection, reflecting where did that come from?
1: I so agree. And I feel like the example there that springs to mind is, someone who told us that they were really afraid of failure because it was really, really bad for them and they really lacked confidence in stepping up. And it just turned out when we actually got them to do the activity that they'd been given some terrible fake feedback in the past that told them, that belittled them and told them they weren't good enough. And as a self-aware person who wanted to do better, they really internalized that but they had spent years taking the blame for someone else's poor behaviour. And yeah. so it is worth analysing that. I love that example as number three. Yeah. Actually sit down when you're feeling unconfident and just get really curious about where that lack of confidence might have come from. Yeah. And
0: what about what what about the fourth? There's there's stuff there's something in, I think, Nat, how we chatted about uncertain situations and how we might approach those.
1: I think we just embrace not being confident because basically not being confident means we're out of our comfort zones and I think about all the times we put ourselves out of our comfort zones and I would by far say a lot of the situations we've been in even in the last six months we haven't been super confident about because we haven't done it a hundred times and it's not just a normal part of what we do we're doing a sales pitch for the first time we're holding our first power session we're going to meet investors overseas I'm off to talk at a conference in Sydney next week None of these things are things that are a normal part of my life. And so I feel like let's just embrace feeling the jitters, feeling a bit nervous and not labeling ourselves as not confident, just going, oh, yeah, I'm stretching myself. And relabeling it as I'm stretching myself. And And, that's exciting.
0: And sharing that as well, I think you don't need to go through it on your own, because part of this new leadership style, this um, empathetic or servant leadership style has a a dash of vulnerability. So you're actually able to say, and we did at the start of that very first power session, we're feeling really nervous about this. (laughs) You might notice we've got a few jitters on our very first one today. You're in here with us let's make this thing work, but we were quite open about how we were feeling, and I think that's okay. Oh,
1: I so agree. I feel like one great thing about 2023 is that we've all become a lot more open about it's okay to be vulnerable, so Mm. you're, and then obviously in a safe space, you don't want to be in a place where that's weaponized against you, but Mm. I mean, hopefully the joy of belonging to a group like Power Suit is that less and less of us end up in those situations, because we all walk, talk with our feet, and band together, and kind of get out of situations where that confidence, will, that confidence is weaponized against us. Yeah. And those are actually really solid actions that you can put into practice straight away. And I think we can all catch ourselves saying we're not confident and just rephrase it. That's a really simple thing to do. And look around in your workplace. If you're leading a team, if you're part of a team, how? Oh, what is that team dynamic? There's some really easy things there to just start to really challenge this idea of confidence because I, I feel like this podcast has convinced me if I wasn't already.
0: It's such a stupid word and we shouldn't use it. <laughs> I like the idea of kind of going, I am owning your feelings and I'm feeling nervous about this because X, Y, Z and are yeah. really getting down to because I've never done it before. Because I'm uh, afraid of failure, right? What what could go wrong? And kind of yeah. going down that rabbit hole and really dissecting what's the worst that could happen. Yeah. Um, what are the upsides? The you know, and this power of positive thinking and what what are all the things that could go right? So I love this concept of talking yourself into doing something by going. I'm nervous because of this, this, this. Let me go down a few rabbit holes here. Actually, the worst thing that could happen here is. I learned something new and, yeah. you know, I'm learning and, and yeah. So so um there was a good movie that i watched yesterday that was
1: about it was a butter movie it was so weird it was about butter sculptures and it was like a comedy and it had really a lot of big time actors in it it was i i can't remember what it was called i'll find out we'll put it in the notes but there was this one example of this little kid who was adopted going in to apply to do this butter competition and her foster dad was in the car and he's like well what's the worst thing that could happen he's like aliens could come down and pick you up and she's like i could walk in and it's a justin bieber concert that's about to come out and they went through all the these stupid scenarios and then she goes so it's okay to be a bit scared and walked in and it was just this really funny way and I was like I'm going to use that tactic of I'm always a worst case scenario thinker if I feel unconfident yeah. which is if I can handle worst case scenario, I'm going to do it. Like, yes. fine. But I loved that taking it to the silly extreme because you're like, oh, yeah, anything could happen. But like, just go do it. Yes. And you will get more confident.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In the irony,
1: the ultimate irony. <laughs> the muscle
0: to be flexed. Good. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you feel someone needs to hear this episode, would you please share it? We would love, love, love that. Always, you can slide into our inbox, into our DMs, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.